Well, happy Mother's Day. If you are a mother, I want you to stand up and stay standing until I ask you to be seated. Stand up for Jesus. Stand up for the preacher. Thank you, Nate. Uh, I want to ask all of our ladies that are here today to stand up. Stand up for Jesus, for the preacher. Stand up. Let's give all of our ladies here today a hand. In humble submission, I would like for y'all to stand as I preach this morning. I'm kidding. You may be seated. You think I'm that dumb? Hey, uh, also, we want to honor Merrick today. Merrick is not a mother, hopefully. Uh, He's going to be a daddy again, correct? Merrick graduated. First of all, Merrick is uh, celebrating his one-year anniversary uh, this month with us. And Merrick, we're honored to have you here for a year and expecting many more, many more good years here with us. He also graduated this week from seminary with his Master's of Divinity. And Merrick was honored with, with the uh, a preaching award for an outstanding preacher of the graduates. It was called the Chris Craig Preaching Award. That's amazing, isn't it? That's kind of ugly. Uh, it was actually the Joe B. Brown. I don't know if that's our Joe B. Brown or if it's another Joe B. Brown. Merrick doesn't even know who Joe B. Brown was, but he got the award. So let's give him a hand for that. We are uh, excited for him. How many of you know who Wonder Woman is? Wonder Woman is. Josh looked for eight hours to find an appropriate church picture of Wonder Woman. And the, uh, you can just leave her up there for a moment. You notice she had, she had to cover. Wonder Woman does, doesn't normally dress Christian, does she? I mean, always a little bit shady. Do you know she was uh, created in 1941? She looks pretty good for an old chick, doesn't she? I mean, she's uh, been around for a while. She was a Marvel comic book character. Uh, here is some of her abilities. She has superhuman uh, strength, uh, superhuman speed, superhuman durability and longevity, she can fly, she is skilled in hand-to-hand combat, and has indestructible jewelry. Doesn't that sound like some women in your life, men? And you know, when I thought about Wonder Woman, I thought, with all the wonderful qualities, doesn't that remind you of a great mother, a Wonder Woman? We're going to be in Proverbs 31 this morning. It's a classic passage. I preached 11 years ago out of this passage if you're wondering if I was lazy and this is the same sermon, absolutely not. It's just a tremendous, uh, tremendous passage. And I want to share with you this, this morning. It's a story, it's a passage about a great mother, but the principles are universal. The character principles in this story are universal. And, and what we can look at today is we can see what it takes to be a wonderful mother, a wonderful lady, and a wonderful person. And let's begin with this. Truly wonderful people are wonderful from the inside out. They're wonderful from the inside out. I'll jump back and go to verse 10. In verse 10 it says, Who can find a virtuous and capable wife? 
She is more precious than rubies. We could say a virtuous person, husband. The word virtuous means excellent or able or mighty. And by that that verse, it's saying these people are rare. This is not a common thing. You don't find this kind of wife very often. You don't find this kind of woman or this kind of man, this kind of person very often. It's possible, but they're more rare or more precious than, than the most precious of metals or jewels. It's possible, but remember, and this is, this is so important. A wonderful person is wonderful from the inside out. In verse 30, it says, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Charm. Charm is deceptive. Charm is a good thing, but charm can be fake. People can charm you to sell you something, to to, uh, pull something over your eyes, to be shady. Charm can be deceptive. Great personality can be manipulative. Uh, It it says beauty is fleeting. Beauty is, is transitory. There's nothing wrong with being attractive physically. There's nothing wrong with desiring to be attractive physically. I remember hearing the story about an older couple. They'd been married for 50 years, and she started wearing makeup, and she didn't know how her husband was going to respond to it. So finally, she asked him, what do you think about me wearing makeup? And his response was classic. He said, honey, I believe if the old barn needs painting, paint it. (laughs) Kind of brutal, wasn't it? 99% of American women interviewed recently said that if they, if they had the ability, the money, to change something about themselves physically, they would. And I don't think that's necessarily bad. In fact, Clayton told me this week I needed to get hair plugs. Wasn't that kind of brutal? And I agreed with him. And as Clayton, is he out wandering around? Clayton needs him too, by the way. If you see him, let him know that. I didn't have the courage to tell him one-on-one, but I'll tell him in front of all of you. I'd get hair plugs if they didn't cost $10,000 a plug, and I didn't need 50,000 hair plugs. There's nothing wrong with, with being pretty or being attractive, but what the Bible says is that's not what makes you wonderful. You can be beautiful and be a skunk. Look at Hollywood. Being wonderful is an inside-out job. And, and listen, here's the great thing. It's attainable by all of us. Every person in this room today, from this point forward, despite your past, you can be a great mother. You can be a great husband. You can be a great father. You can be a great wife. You can be a great person. It is attainable from the inside out. Let me give you four qualities of this person. Number one, you want to be, you got to be right with God. You got to be right with God. Verse 30, this is the foundation. This is the ending. This is the root. Charm is deceptive. Beauty does not last. But a woman or a person who fears the Lord will ultimately be greatly praised. The word fear there means to, to revere. It means to put yourself under someone or something. It means to submit or to honor them. Listen, wonderful people, this isn't in God talk, this is true talk. Wonderful people are people who realize he's God and you're not. And you humble yourself and you put yourself under God. We would say the, the, the steps of doing this, you become a Christian. You, you, you stop just being religious or stop just being good or moral. Being good and moral is part of being a Christian. But you put yourself under God. You fear God. You respect God. You honor God. You give your life to him and you live for him. The first part of being a wonderful person. In fact, you're, you're going to miss these other things if you don't get this right. Is that you put yourself under God. Wonderful people are people who are right with God. Here's the second thing. Be a person of great character. Now, it's great to be a character, 
But that's not what we're learning here this morning. Verse 11, it says, Her husband can trust her, and she will greatly enrich his life. If you're taking notes, please write down what this one little word, trust, means in your Bible. Because, man, I want to tell you, it is loaded. It is so good. When you trust someone, this word means to attach yourself to. It means to have confidence in. It means to be secure with that person, to feel safe with that person. You believe that per- You can depend on that person. Let me repeat this because this is so wonderful. A person of great character is someone you want to attach to. You can have confidence and you feel secure. You feel safe. By the way, man, moms, the kids need to feel safe with you. Your husband needs to feel safe with you. Your wife needs to feel safe with you, men. Your kids need to. We need to be people of high character. This is what all of us want from other people. And where you work, if you work in a church, if you work at a bank, you're a coach, you're a teacher. Man, this is, this is exactly what we need from the people in our lives. People be people of high character. Let me give you a first part of character. It's just honest. You can't be a consistent liar or a regular liar and dishonest and be a person of character. There were some boys that found a bike, 10-year-old boys. They found a bike. They didn't know whose bike it was, and they decided that they would... They would see who could tell the biggest lie. Whoever told the biggest lie got the bike. Well, the preacher comes walking up, and he hears them carrying on. He says, what are y'all doing? And the boy said, well, we decided whoever would get this bike was the one who could tell the biggest lie. Being a preacher, typical, he jumps into a 10-minute sermon on thou shalt not lie. He begins to quote scripture, thou shalt not lie. And and after 10 minutes, he looks at the boys, and he said, when I was a 10-year-old boy, I never lied. The boys looked at each other and said, give the bike to the preacher. (laughs) You can't be a liar and be a person of high character. You have to be honest. You You have to be a person whose word means something. Mama, daddy, brother, sister, friend, worker, boss. You have to be a person who's honest, but character is more than honesty. Character is who you are from the inside out. It, it's a trust. It's a solidness about, about you. It's integrity. John Wooden was one of the greatest or maybe the greatest basketball coach ever. John Wooden said, character is more than honesty. He said, a person can be honest and be lazy. That's not high character. A, a person who who's, has high character, a mama, a wife... A husband, a person of high character is honest, but they're also trustworthy. They're dependable. They're reliable. They're faithful. There was a a couple that was at a restaurant, and as they were getting ready to leave, the man asked his waiter, could you bring us some food to go? So a few minutes later, the manager came back and gave them a box. Well, they assumed it was the food. They got in their car, they rode down the road a little bit, and they opened it up, and it was $5,000. And they realized what had happened is he had put, he had given them his noontime cash deposit instead of the food they wanted. They turned around, and they go back to the restaurant. Well, they find a shaken and panicked uh, manager there. He had already called the police. He thought the money had been stolen or it was gone. He, he was so excited, he couldn't believe it. And he said, man, I want to thank you so much. Nobody ever does this. He said, can I get a picture of you and your wife here today? Uh, Because I want to put this in the newspaper. And the guy said, he said, because you're so honest. The guy said, no, no, no. That woman I'm with is not my wife. (laughs) 
That's not character, amen? That's honesty, but that's not character. Great people, wonderful people, that they may not be talented athletically. They may not be academically super smart. They may not look as good as you look. But they're steady, honest, dependable, reliable, faithful people. Newsweek magazine, certainly not a Christian fundamentalist magazine, several years ago said, here's what a kid needs more than anything else. A kid needs parents they can count on. Wow. I'd say maybe that's number two after parents who love Jesus. But Newsweek got that right. What kids need are parents they can count on. Many years ago, long way from Cisco, I was counseling a psychopathic, violent criminal. I thought I was going to have to, of course, I was going to beat him up in my office. He wasn't going to beat me up. But that had been terrible, you know, getting blood in the pastor study and on my suit and all. But he, he scared me. This guy was crazy. And as we talked, he's probably about 30, he kept going back to his mother. And he would say, you know, when I was little, my mother was supposed to pick me up after football practice at 5.30. She wouldn't show up till 6.30, and that would infuriate me. My mom was supposed to do this, and, and she would never do it. I couldn't count on my mom. And I'm sure he needed medicine, and he had a lot of other issues. But one of the things that, that was stuck in this guy who was about 30 in his heart was that his mom and his dad were not people he could count on. You want to be a wonderful person Confess the past, deal with your sins, talk to the people you need to get it right with, and make a choice that you want to be a person who puts yourself under God and a person who is faithful, honest, reliable, and dependable. I want to tell you, you're on your way to being a wonderful person if that is who you are. Here's the third characteristic, our third quality we should shoot for, and that's to be a servant. Certainly the gist of this passage sings this out. I want to read verse 13 through 22. You can read along on the screens or in your Bible. It says, she finds wool and flax and busily spins it. She is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household. Those were the good old days, weren't they? And plans the day's work for her servants' girls. She goes to inspect a field and she buys it with her earnings. She plants a vineyard. She is energetic, strong, a hard worker. She makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. We would say her iPad burns late into the night. Her hands are busy spinning thread. Her fingers twisting fiber. She extends a helping hand to the poor and opens her arms to the needy. She has no fear of her household when winter comes for everyone has warm clothes. She makes her own bedspreads and she dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. Jump down to verse 24. She makes belted linen garments and sashes sashes to sell to the merchants. And verse 27, she carefully watches everything in her household 
and suffers nothing from laziness. Now, there's a lot in there. Uh, Again, uh, this chapter you could write a book about, much less try to preach a sermon on. Uh, Hard worker, absolutely. But but the gist of that is here was a a woman that the Bible's honoring, God's honoring, because she is a servant. Everything she was doing in there was not to help her portfolio, was to make her look good, to make her get her name put up in the lights. It was to help other people. It was to bless other people. It was to serve other people, whether it was her kids, whether it was her husband, whether it was the people in the community. Jesus said this 2,000 years ago, even after this was written in Proverbs. Here's what Jesus said. We want to be great. We want to be served. We want the spotlight. We want people to lift us up. Jesus said in in his kingdom, greatness is flipped upside down. Great people are the ones waiting on the tables, not sitting at the tables, expecting other people to do for them. I want to ask you this morning, mother, are you a servant to your husband and to your kids? Daddy, are you a servant to to your wife and to your children? Are you a servant to your roommate? Are you a servant to your family and your friends? Do you Now, I'm not talking about if you're new at church. I'm talking about some of you who've been coming to church for years. Are you still in that mindset, what can they do for me? We should do for you, absolutely. But are, are, when are you going to start growing up and say, what can I do for the church? What can I do at work to make my workplace better? Oh, the community's got all these problems. Oh, stop it. How can you help make the community better? My workplace, how are you making your workplace better? This lady who's honored was wonderful. She may have not been attractive at all physically, but she was wonderful from the inside out. And one of the reasons was is she was always looking to make things better and to help out and to fix things, clean it up, get dirty, do whatever it takes. Rick Warren is a famous pastor in California, many of you know who him. He wrote the book, The Purpose Driven Life. Rick Warren uh, was talking about Dan Caffey, who is the president and CEO of Chick-fil-A. And by the way, you can give a hand to Jeremy Telford, who's sitting right here, who is opening Chick-fil-A in Ruston very soon. So, <laughs> Dan Caffey was out at Rick's church, and they were, they were getting ready to open up a Chick-fil-A out in, by, by Rick's church. Well, there wasn't any Chick-fil-A, so this is funny. They go to Taco Bell to eat. Is that not strange to you? The president and CEO of Chick-fil-A is at Taco Bell. Well, Rick and, and Dan go into the bathroom to wash their hands before they go order, and the bathroom's a mess. And Rick Warren's thinking like you and I are thinking about, man, they need to clean this up, where are their workers? He said, he looks, and Dan Kathy is cleaning up the bathroom. He's straightening up, cleaning up the sink, cleaning up, flushing commodes. And Rick says, Dan, what are you doing? He said, well, our philosophy at Chick-fil-A is that we always want to leave things better than we found it. And that we always want our people to serve and to do whatever it takes to help people move forward. Why in the world would I not come into a Taco Bell and do what I could to help them? Rick Warren said, of all the preaching I've ever done on servanthood, that blew everything away right there. And he said it wasn't like the, the Taco Bell CEO had a camera in there watching what they were doing. No one would have known about this if Rick Warren, uh, Warren hadn't have said it. So, Jeremy, we're expecting you to clean up the bathrooms of the church too, okay? But I tell you that story because that's a great story. That's a president and CEO of a huge company. 
that's in a competitor trying to clean it up and make it better for them. That's what, that's what wonderful people do. Wonderful people are servants. Yes, we have needs that need to be met, but it'll be ama- you'll be amazed how many needs of yours will be met when you start meeting the needs of other people. You want to be a wonderful person, be a servant. Here's the fourth thing of this to be a wonderful person. You want to be somebody, you want to be a person who makes others better. You want to be somebody who makes other people better. Verse 11, her husband can trust her and she will greatly enrich his life. Go to verse 23. Her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. The city gates in the ancient world were the places that, that no doubt the old men sit, would sit down and whittle and spit tobacco, but it was also a place where, where judgments were passed, where leadership came together. And the people who kind of ruled at the city gates were the prominent elders of the city. Now, this is put in this story. It, 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 here's how it flows. This guy is honored and respected, and one reason he is honored and respected Not because his wife is a superstar, but because of how his wife enriches, enhances, and builds up his life. She may be a superstar, but that's not the reason here. Folks, let me tell you this. I think you know this. Great people make other people better. Great moms make their husbands better. Great moms make their children better. Great coaches make their players better. someday at some point, great kids make their parents better. This lady is honored for how she enriched and built up the lives of other people. There's someone you may or may not even heard much about in the Bible, Barnabas. How many of you have heard of Barnabas in the New Testament? Barnabas, he really doesn't get a lot of play. He shows up in Acts chapter 4, and his name's Barnabas. It means son of encouragement. And he immediately gives the church a big financial gift that helps the church a lot. And then later, there's a guy named Saul. Saul hates Christians, kills Christians, destroys churches. Saul says he gets saved. And then no one wants anything to do with him. Listen, if Saul came down this morning wanting to join our church, you know what we would say? We would pat him on the back and say, we'll we'll get back to you later this week. We have to have a committee meeting about that. I mean, he was crazy before. Nobody wanted anything to do with him, but Barnabas took him in. And Barnabas started discipling him and loving him. And, and you read Acts, it talks about Barnabas and Paul, Barnabas and Paul. And then it switches to Paul and Barnabas. Paul and Barnabas, because Paul was the natural leader. And Barnabas steps back and he pushes him up. And then, then Barnabas and Paul have a fight over a young guy named John Mark. And it says their fight is so great, Paul says, I don't want him coming with us anymore. And Barnabas said, no, he needs to. Paul says, no. Barnabas says, it's great. I'll go with John Mark. You go with whoever you want to. And he goes off with John Mark. Paul goes on and there's 13 books in the New Testament that he penned. John Mark, God used to, to write what book? The book of Frank. What book? Mark. And we believe that was maybe the very first gospel. You might not have had a Paul or a John Mark without a Barnabas. Isn't that neat? 
You see how heaven's keeping score is different. We all want to be the leading actor in the play. Sometimes the, the one who gets the best supporting actor or best supporting actress is really the star. I saw this year on the Academy Awards, Viola Davis won the best supporting actress. Uh, the movie Fences, I haven't seen it, know nothing about it. But I always like seeing the best supporting actor or the best supporting actress because... They weren't the superstar. They were the one that helped the superstar be the superstar. Listen, great moms, great dads, wonderful people are people. They may be superstars themselves, but you can bet this, they are pushing people up around them. You want to be wonderful, be one who enriches the lives of others. And here's how I'm going to bring it together and just tell you. When you're this kind of person, if you'll be this kind of person, you'll be a wonderful person. You be this person, you'll be a wonderful person. Here's what he tells us. Number one, you'll be recognized and praised by others. You're going to be recognized and praised by others. Listen to the great praise this lady gets. Her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. There are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you are the greatest of them all. Wow, it would be awesome to have your kids say that about you. Charm is deceptive and beauty doesn't last, but a woman who fears the Lord is going to be greatly praised is what the Bible says. Everybody in here has seen the Statue of Liberty, at least you've seen the picture. It was given to America by France and the sculptor was a man named Bartholody who worked on this piece of work for 20 years. You got to remember this was done a long time ago. 20 years he worked on the Statue of Liberty. Now, he was asked when he was done, who was your model? He said, it was my mother. Isn't that neat? When, when he decided to, 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 to build this beautiful sculptor, Lady Liberty, the land of the free, he used his mom as his model. We don't know anything about her beauty, but she must have been a wonderful person. And lastly, I would just say this, we always reap what we sow. Verse 31, reward her for all she's done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. You know, you hear preachers, you've heard them your whole life, say you reap what you sow, you do bad, bad's going to come upon you. And that's true, but here's the flip side of that. And the positive side of that, we reap what we sow in a good sense. Folks, you cannot enrich the lives of other people, serve people, Fear God, follow God, have high character, and not reap that too. You will reap that. Here's my challenge to us this morning. You can be a wonderful mother. You can be a wonderful person from this point on if you will make the choices to be so. Let's pray. This morning, if you're a Christian, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to really dig deep in your heart. Are you being who you need to be? And what adjustments will you make? You're here today and you're not a Christian. Or you're unsure if you're a Christian. And you're ready to give your life to Jesus. Would you pray with me? And just say, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I want to repent of my sins. Jesus, I believe you're God's son and that you died and arose for me. Come into my heart. And I completely surrender myself to you. 
Let me have your attention. We're going to stand in just a second. And when we do, here's what I want you to do. Mama, maybe today you lead the way. For your husband, your kids, your family, your your men, you lead the way. You're single, whatever. You come today. You just ask Christ in your heart. You can talk to me or one of our ministers after church. Or you can come when we stand today and cross that line with Jesus. Will you do it? Maybe you'd like to join the church. You can always do that after church too. But you can come today when we stand and join our church. We'd love for you to. Mom, dad, young person, not so young person. Maybe you look at this today and you're doing well in these things. Keep it up. Maybe you look at these things and you're not doing well. Here's what I want to challenge you to. Get it right with God. Where you're standing. On your knees down here. Praying with a minister. And make a choice with the help of God. You are going to be a wonderful mom, dad person. From this point on, people are depending on your decision this morning. Let's stand.